Okay. Are we yeah. ready? <laughs> okay, thank you so much. I really appreciated this time, uh, Marita. Sorry about last week, but it's okay. We'll talk about it later. It's it's the now. We're going to jump into it without wasting no time. I've been waiting the whole morning. Yes, um, I will just share just a little bit in that 30 minutes, not the whole thing. I just picked up a small portion that as we pray today, we encourage ourselves and pray with vigor and more strength and more zeal. We take action, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's me. I speak with action. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what I want to start with, I really want to say thank you to the King, to King Jesus for this opportunity. I take it very serious that I can share about spiritual warfare. To me, it's very personal. I acknowledge the presence of God in our midst at this moment. So I submit and surrender to him as I started this sharing with my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Thank you. That was my prayer opening. <laughs> so as I start, I would like to just say uh, this statement, which is really intriguing. I found it intriguing in my own life. Spiritual warfare has really changed my life, my Christian walk. Um, the statement is, um, Christian life is an adventure in, 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 in warfare. Hold it there. As we go through, you will think about it. I want to start by today, um, the scripture that I want to bring forth that we will be thinking about as we are going through Ephesians 6, verse 12, putting on the full armor of God. I will just make it short for the time. I know we know that, or you can go read it. And which says, uh, for the struggles in, for our struggles is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world and against the spirit of spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I have that scripture, I'll put it there. And the second one, I have a uh, second Corinthians 10, verse three to four. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons of the world on the on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish the stronghold. Amen, brothers and sisters. So, spiritual warfare, this is what I want to bring to us today, that the basic strategy of warfare is to know the strength and the weakness both sides. It is important that we understand the strength of our commander in chief, as well as the strength and the weakness of the enemy. Failure to keep these two factors in perspective will cause distortion in our thoughts, in our prayer, in our actions, because this will play our mind not to accomplish the action that we want to accomplish, that will play our worldview, the way we think, 
who God is. So for me, that plays a big role. If I'm gonna go to a warfare, what is my worldview? What is my belief system? What are my values? Who is God in me? Who is God in me? So this, I want to take us through um, the nature and the character of God. Who is God himself? Because for, for me to fight this battle, I need to know who is my commander. How does he give his command? How do I receive them? And who is he actually? If I don't know who is my commander, how do I fight this battle? And I would like us to take us through, um, Moses asked a very vital question. Who is our supreme commander? And when Moses asked that question in, um, in Exodus 3, if you go there in Exodus 3, verses 13, 14, and 15, read it there. And when he asked that question, who replies? God himself replies. He says, I am who I am. Wow. Sure. God tells Moses, as Moses was about to engage in the battle of going to set free the children of Israelites, he was engaging in a battle, in a spiritual warfare. First of all, he asked, who is my commander? Who is this sending me to fight this battle? Can we see? He didn't want to go without the commander and the commanding. How does he fight this battle? That's why I'm saying the nature and the character of God. It's so important for us to know who is this God. Then God is supreme in his authority. If we get this right in our worldview, it will change our paradigm shift. God is supreme in authority, timeless in existence, unquestionable sovereignty, ingenious in creativity, timeless in power, and ending in mercy, matchless in grace. Wow, this is the God we worship. This is our commander. This is who he is, terrible in wrath, majestic in splendor, awesome in holiness, infinite wisdom and knowledge, unsearchable in understanding, dazzling with beauty, unfathomable in love, incomprehensive in humility, absolute in justice. Sure, just going through that, it gives me goosebumps. It makes me feel like I'm on top of the hill. With, actually, this is my commander. Realizing that this God, that is our commander to go to war, he created everything. He lives outside his creation. He is not affected by what he created. Even time is not affected. What he created, it's in the palm of his hand. He can hold it like this. This is the God that who is our commander as we go to war? Then whose wars are we fighting? God has a totality ownership and is the ruling, reigning monarch of the universe. That has to be here from here to here to know 
who is this God? That knowledge, let me say this, brothers and sisters, has carried me throughout all my life. That's why that statement I said in the beginning that a Christian life is an adventure in warfare because you discover all these things. You're like, wow, really? This is how I feel like I don't want to miss any battle. I want to go. I am so excited about this God because I know before him, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord of all. Of all, I mean all what he created. He is the Lord of all. I can understand when the psalmist, when, his, when he writes to us and say, um, invites us to join in expressions and praise and worship to God. We can read that Psalms 47 verses 1 to 2 and 6 to 8 for the sake of time. I will put the scriptures. You can read them on your, on your time. And I want to say this, brothers and sisters, that this almighty I'm talking of, this almighty being lives within me, lives within you. He's not just outside there, as big as he is, but he also in us. Is that not amazing? That intrigues me. That's overwhelming, but I love it. I enjoy it. Knowing who our commander in chief is, we now ask, who is this enemy that we are fighting? Because you cannot go to war fighting a battle your enemy you don't know. It will mesmerize you. It will shock you. You need to know also, who is this enemy am I fighting? Our enemy is nothing more than a fallen angel doomed eternal to eternal destruction. That knowledge is important for you and me to know. But the battle that we are in, the enemy that we are fighting, has been already defeated 2,000 years ago. It's not a new enemy. His powers are limited. It's not like God. God is unlimited. As we move forward, we'll see. In Isaiah 14, verse, verse 12, we can, we can hear that. How fallen, oh, how have you fallen from heaven, you morning star? This is the devil who are fighting. He has been fallen, actually. Revelation 20, verse 10, which says, uh, end of burning, uh, and the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophets has been thrown to. So this is the enemy that we are really fighting. So because of the knowledge that we understand who is God, I stand here, I refuse to be impressed and or intimidated by the enemy. Why do I have that confidence? I have this confidence because I know that the enemy has, has no ability to create. He has no ability to create. He uses the same old tactics from Genesis that he is still using, just being a counterfeit, just uh, replicating, duplicate, being secondhand and lying, using false lies to people and ho 
holding people down through his lies, holding the nation down through his lies. And one of the things I realized that what the enemy is doing is pride. That's why it was thrown down. Pride is a big thing. Because of that pride, my aim, I have to conquer that pride. As we move forward, we'll see. God's word says that we are not to fear only the one who, who has the authority to destroy. I mean, from there, we know that God's word says we are to fear him, not the enemy. The enemy only has authority to destroy me, this flesh that will go six feet underground and rot. But my spirit has no hold of it. That one I know for sure. As I enter this bakery, I know my flesh is going to rot. You're not going to have it forever. But my spirit, God, is going to have it for eternity. As I go to war and I fight, I have that confidence. We can read that in Luke 12, verse 5. Like I said, pride causes people to oppose what our commander says. But nevertheless, the, the forces of darkness are neither omnipotent, are neither omniscient, or omnipresent. They are limited. My God's power is omnipresent, is omniscient, is everywhere. It's not limited. No. As we let that sink into our minds and sink into our hearts who we really are, so we should not be, at the same time, we should not underestimate what the enemy can do. But what we need to know is what the Bible says about the enemy. The Bible gives us a clear that he is a defeated foe. As we read, let's read John 12, 31, which says, uh, now is the time for judgment of this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, out of the place where he came and replicated himself and cheated and blinded people and took what does not belong to him. We need to drive him out. When we do spiritual warfare, that's why we need to drive the enemy out and that place where he, where he is does not belong to him. He stole, the enemy is a thief, he comes to steal and to destroy. But God is there to replace in life and life in an abundance. So as we engage in spiritual warfare with that kind of knowledge, knowing that we take orders from our commander, as Jesus said, I do nothing without what my father tells me. The enemy has no hold in me. That was humility. Even though he was God, fully God, but when he walked on this earth, he walked in total humility also. With, even though I'm God, but I will humble myself and surrender to my father God, and I will do his will as a model to the people in the world. That humility is a big weapon in the spiritual warfare. That's one of the weapons as a spiritual warfare person we should have. Humility. Humility. Obedience. Jesus obeyed God to the point of the cross, even though it wasn't easy, but that was obedience, surrender as a spiritual warfare. As we take the command and we surrender and we listen to him, which Beckley to fight? Because this world is a fallen world. There's so much Beckley going on. We cannot fight them all. Otherwise we'll be confused. But how do we fight 
we fight by in the right position and getting the command from God, which bigly do I need to fight? Like today, which bigly do we need to fight? How do we get that? By hearing from him, asking what in his heart today, which bigly today, God, do you want us to, to war? Which bigly today you want us to stand in the front and set your people free and break forth that darkness and bring your light to shine? That's so important to know which Beckley I am fighting, we are fighting. That's crucial. The authority that we have, we need to use it right. Praying and asking and hearing God's heartbeat. What breaks his heart today at this moment we're gonna pray for? That's what God wants to stand for and say, today your Beckley is this one. Go for it, my warrior. So that's one of the things that I really, for me as a spiritual warfare person, that's how I wage war. I don't just walk up and go. I say, God, I come to you. I surrender and I salute on the line of duty. What's my duty today? When God speaks to me, I take that, I go to war. Then I come back, what's next? Let's move on. <clears throat> so I spoke of humility and obedience and, and and all and all that. And then we, we need to continue knowing the following scriptures are also related to the limitation powers of the enemy that has intimidated the world so much, even intimidated the children of God so much that we sometimes think the enemy has done, is he, he, doing more. But what we need to know is that God is a step ahead of the enemy. It doesn't matter how chaos we can see with our own eyes what's happening specifically right now. I tell you, he is a step ahead. If we can say, God, as a spiritual offer, we want to wage war with you. Where are we? Where are you taking us? He knows exactly the plan is laid out there. He wants these soldiers who are intently connected to him, ready to execute and just come and just say yes. If we read John, John 12, 31, we read that before, what the enemy, who is the enemy? And the second Corinthians 4, 4, which says, um, the gods of this age has blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel. Let me say this, my brothers and sisters, that's exactly what the enemy has done. He has put this dark blanket in the eyes of the heart of the world so people could not see light, could not see their creator and continue lying to them and continue. What we need to do as the children of God, that's where we need to take out, that's our battlefield. We need to fight that, that dark blanket is removed from their eyes. They can see God clearly with the clear sight and they can see him. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. God is there for us. He walks looking. I, I mean, God is there for us. The enemy is just there looking for someone who is weaker to devour. He's looking for the weaker one. But like I said, God is a step ahead. God's eyes are moving 
are going ahead of uh, God's eyes are ahead of Satan's feet every time. God is always looking for someone who will listen to him. I want us to listen this careful. Who will listen to him and believe to him and obey him so that he can demonstrate his power to them and through them. Who are those? It's you and me. God is looking for people like us who avail themselves that he can demonstrate his power to defeat the already defeated enemy, what is confusing his people. So saying all this, um, as we're going to pray today, what I can say, let's prepare for combat. Let's prepare to war today. What, what's in God's heart, what it breaks his heart, what God wants us to stand in the gap as warriors today. Our ultimate resource of knowledge on this subject must be the word of God, our, the way how and our application of it, how we apply his word, how we're going to apply what God is going to reveal to us, then we take it further. We keep our focus on the supreme authority of the Lord, Jesus, not just Jesus Christ as if Jesus Christ is his surname. No, 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 no. Jesus, the Christ, who conquered it all, whose name is above any other name, whose blood was shed on the cross, that is stronger, never loses its power. It's still strong up to today. That's the Jesus that we are going. That's the Jesus that who is the captain of the horse that should lead us. Matthew 28, 18, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So then we, what, as we enter into this praying, we should see the enemy in the eyes of Jesus, not in the eyes of what he is doing. In the, in the light of God is greatness. That's how we should look at the enemy that we are fighting, that Jesus' victory over him at the cross and his ultimate defeat. The enemy has been defeated. Those are the glasses we should put on. The paradigm shift, the worldview in our mind, we look at the enemy in the light of the greatness of God, in the light of who is God, compared to the enemy, what we should do. That's what's important to fight this back because we cannot silence the whole world. No, 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 no. We can do what God wants us to do, what is assigned to us. This is a fallen world, there's everything. But if we know the battle that we are fighting and focusing on it and then fight it, the reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the, the, the devil's works. So that knowledge is very important to know that Jesus walked on this earth so that victory belongs to us, not to the enemy. The enemy is defeated. Whatever we are fighting, we're fighting on victory, not for victory. The victory is already won. So what? On our place as a weapon, also a second weapon, exercise worship and praise. That's another strong weapon, like humility, obedience, and worship and praise. 
those are strong weapons for a uh, a prayer warrior to 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 really conquer the enemy second chronicles 20 verse 22 and psalms 149 5 verse 5 to 9 humbling ourselves before god like i said we can we can overcome the enemy through humility there is nothing that we can do besides humbling ourselves and being and putting on humility you know that the enemy is the enemy today because he failed to humble himself pride took over that's why he was thrown out and he has been moving in that pride manifesting in different kind arrogant resentment anger greedy you name it everything it's all the root of pride so if we come in the opposite spirit humility humility is the opposite of pride you conquer it even in proverbs said pride is a downfall of a righteous man if we can conquer that pride we move that's the strongest weapon as a spiritual warfare person that you can have as you go to war and then in john 15 5 he said apart from me you can do nothing i mean john 15 speaks of being the garden and the vine and attached into the branch and attaching that beside our commander we, we can do nothing we can't do really much but he is the one who is doing the greater work through us and leading us to do the work and we also have psalm 16 verse 2 you are my lord apart from you i have nothing that speaks of surrender if we are surrendered to him acknowledging that as we enter into this battle it's not me fighting it it's my lord jesus the christ in me he's going to help me to fight it he's the one who is able to fight this so with saying all what i've said today i would like to invite us as a group ladies and gentlemen as we war today as we do our spiritual warfare today can we do it in a total probable in a charged manner realizing that as much as i humble myself the enemy has no authority to whatever we are praying for whatever the prayer point up put down as long as we humble ourselves and we give him glory and praise what he he, he deserve he is going to manifest through us and break through the ancient doors that have been closed they will flung open god is no respecter of the enemy it is our the height of our obedience to him allowing him to use us to break that darkness actually if we give it to all he is able to do that so this afternoon i would really like say as we combat ourselves can we humble ourselves with the humility and surrender and asking him how do we wage this war hearing his voice is very important let's hear his heartbeat let's hear what breaks his heart today what do you want us to stand in the gap for at this moment i would like to leave this in that uh position thank you thank you marita praise god thank you i'm going to stop the recording here